Hello, and welcome to Celebrities on the Move, where we try and figure out what kind of global mobility and immigration regulations allow celebrities to travel all around the world. My name is Shai Dayan. I am an immigration attorney with Vialto Partners in Los Angeles, California. And joining me, she's also an immigration attorney with Vialto Partners, and she's in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, and she's crazy in love with all things global mobility. It's my co-host, Rekha Simpson. Hello, Shai. Happy holidays, Rekha. Happy holidays. Well, guess what? I'm not in Dubai. Tell us. Tell us where you are. I flew to the UK. <laughs> and I'm freezing. So I'm in England, but I'm feeling very festive. So I flew over with a family um, to spend Christmas here and catch up with really close family. But you know what? I lived in London for 30 years before moving abroad. You know that. Of course. And I just can't remember feeling this cold ever. <laughs> well, after being in the desert for all these years, I can imagine that anything below uh, 80 degrees Fahrenheit is pretty difficult. Yeah, you're just putting a cardigan and a jumper on. But literally, I'm layered sort of from head to toe. And I also forgot that at around four o'clock every day, it gets dark. What a drag. Thank goodness you're, thank goodness you're podcasting with me to help cheer you up for the holidays. The bright and everything up, I know. I mean, I... Well, I, I apologize to all the listeners for telling everybody that Rekha's in Dubai. My apologies. Rekha is in the UK. And um, Rekha, tell us a little bit about your holiday traditions, your holiday season. What do you have planned this year? Yeah, I mean, it's changed a lot in the last six years because this is the first time that I've flown back to the UK to be with family since we moved. So traditions are all over the place. Um, but usually, you know, we all get together Christmas Eve, have a have a nice little tipple and then just have a really festive day on Christmas Day. Usually go for a walk. By the way, did you say tipple? A tipple. A tipple. That's a new one for me. And as I said, I thought, does Shai know what a tipple is? I don't know what a tipple is. It's a little drink. A little drink. Look at that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I, <laughs> I haven't had a tipple yet. Maybe you can show me later what a tipple is. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice holiday season for you, Rekha. Yeah, it's lovely. It's a lot, lot of gatherings, eating, hibernating. So yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. But what about you, Shai? What are you up to? Yeah, well, um, I think all the listeners out there, or some of them probably figured out by now that I'm a, I'm a Hanukkah celebrator. So Hanukkah ended uh, last week and we had a really good time, me, my wife and my cat lighting the candles together. Oh, and uh, yeah, this year it, it was, I think, extra significant for us lighting the candles and, and we were very proud to do so. And um, now we're just, you know, enjoying the rest of the holiday season, waiting for New Year's Eve. And um, my people for, uh, for Christmas, we like to uh, eat Chinese food and go to the movies. So I'm always looking forward to that. Oh, nice. And do you yeah. have time off? Have you got a bit of a break? Vialto Partners in uh, the U.S. has the week between Christmas and uh, New Year's off. So that is a bonus. Lovely. Lovely indeed. Well, Rekha, I, uh, I'm so happy to be talking to you on the holidays and I'm really glad to be podcasting with you. We have a big episode today, one of your favorites. But first, Rekha, what we always have to do is we need you to explain to everybody, remind everybody, educate everybody what in the world this little podcast of ours is all about. Right, here goes. So Celebrities on the Move is all about making global mobility and immigration fun and relatable. 
So every episode will focus on a well-known celebrity or public figure within industries, including, but not limited to, entertainment, sports, music, fashion, politics, royalty and business. And the featured celebrity or public figure will be somebody that's living or working in, travelling to a country that they're not a national of. So we're going to explore what type of immigration and visa programmes would allow the celebrity or public figure to carry out their affairs in the particular country in which they're travelling to and conducting their business in. Thank you, Rekha, as always. Listen, everybody, we're just in the business of making immigration and global mobility spicy and appealing. And um, if you've got a tipple, now's the time to to have some, right, Rekha? Absolutely. Why not yeah. start? Yeah, I don't even know what a tipple is, but it sounds good right now. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I want to just let everybody know that we do not represent the celebrities we will be discussing. We are only speculating about their global mobility status pursuant to publicly available information about them, information that all of you out there could probably get by using the Google. And also, I just want to remind all the listeners how they can download and subscribe to our production here. Uh, we're available on all the major streaming platforms. That would be Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all those those great places. Please, please subscribe, download, and rate us. We we would love it if you did that. You can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Vialto Partners. And this is the second month now. We have a uh, direct email address for all of you who like to do things the old-fashioned way and uh, write your correspondence to us. We are Celebrities on the Move at vialto.com. So yeah, Rekha, you love to hear from the listeners, don't you? I do. We have actually received some emails. So it is nice to open the the inbox and um, and sort of listen to, or read, not listen, but read your feedback. I would say that I will probably try to, to take a picture for Instagram, something that's a bit sparkly for this episode. I'm hoping to see the same from you, Shai. With a tipple in my hand. With a t- <laughs> I'm not going to stop with the tipple record. <laughs> I'm my- going to have to. I'll email you. I'll email you. Please do. <laughs> okay, everybody. It's time to get into the nitty gritty. Today, we have a wonderful episode, a holiday episode. We will be focusing our discussion on a singer, a songwriter, an actress, a businesswoman, a global icon, a global sensation, an award winner. What else can I say? This is. Beyonce. Beyonce. I mean, what an icon. Rekha, I'll let you take it away. Tell us everything we need to know about Queen Queen Bee. <laughs> so here goes. Beyonce is one of the most famous and accomplished musical performers to ever live. As of the date of this recording, she has sold over 200 million records worldwide and is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. So Beyonce was born in Houston, Texas, US in 1981, and she started performing in various singing and dancing competitions as a child. And at the age of just seven, she won a school talent show singing John Lennon's Imagine, where she beat 15 and 16 year olds. She rose to fame in the late 1990s as a member of the R&B female group Destiny's Child, who I still love, one of the best-selling girl groups of all time. And in 2002, she made her film debut playing Foxy Cleopatra alongside Mike Myers in the comedy film Austin Powers and Goldmember. In 2003, she released her debut solo album, Dangerously in Love, and the lead single Crazy in Love featured Jay-Z, which became her first number one single as a solo artist. Since her debut solo album, she's released another six studio albums, five live albums, and three compilation albums. 
And in 2022, after the release of her album Renaissance, she became the first solo artist to have their first seven studio albums debut at number one in the US. Get ready for this. She has won 32 Grammy Awards, the most Grammys won by any artist, 26 MTV Studio Music Awards, 24 NAACP Image Awards, and 17 Soul Train Music Awards. She is the most successful black touring act in history and received the Polestar Touring Artist of the Decade Award in 2021. In 2008, Beyonce married Jay-Z. They share three children together, a daughter born in 2012 and twins, a boy and a girl, born in 2017. Beyonce has toured all over the world and in June 2011 she became the first female artist in over 20 years to headline the main pyramid stage at the famous Glastonbury Festival. In 2023 Beyonce toured the UK in support of her Renaissance album including five dates at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Oh my goodness Rekha that is quite the biography. I've actually been reading up on Beyonce over the last week and she is just such an accomplished singer dancer overall performer isn't she she is i mean it might sound like that was a long biography to everybody out there but actually that was the short version i think uh, the biography <laughs> could go on for 45 minutes if we had the time if we had the time yeah but but Rekha, i know you're a big fan of beyonce and this was a episode that you were really looking forward to doing so why don't you tell us a little bit about your relationship to her your fandom what what's up with you and beyonce <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I can't believe how long I've been dancing around to Beyonce. I think it's been over 20 years since she released my all-time favourite, Crazy in Love. But, you know, I was a big Destiny's Child fan. So, you know, when I was growing up as a teen, it was, um, you know, they were a band that that we, you know, me and my, my girls at the time, you know, really, really aspired to. I think she's an incredible performer. I love dance. Um, I'm probably a better dancer than I am singer. But I've always been in awe of her gift to sing and dance so effortlessly, but with such power and presence. And, you know, over the years, I've obviously watched different performances of hers. But my favourite is Run the World at the 2011 Billboard Music Awards. And I just I've rewatched it recently and the choreography is just out of this world. I think my favourite album is I Am Sasha Fierce, which is named after her on stage alter ego. And I think it's my my girl's um, favourite album, too. I have a request for you. Would you and your girls do a rendition of a Beyonce song with song and dance? And um, we post it on Vialto's Instagram. Can you do that? We'll probably need the whole of January to practice. So can I can I commit to, to a February release? I'll help with the choreography if you like. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I, I would love that. Rekha, I must say that my fandom of Beyonce is nowhere near your fandom of Beyonce. Um, I'll be quite honest with you, okay? R&B and hip-hop is not really my wheelhouse. However, you, however, Beyonce is a, an incredible performer, and you'd have to be living under a rock not to uh, know of her stuff and appreciate her stuff. And right. secretly, am I a big fan of the song All the Single Ladies? I am. You the, are. Of course I, I am. <laughs> if that song is on at the club, am I not going to dance my pants off? I will. <laughs> I can just, I can imagine that. It's been in my head for a long time, all the single ladies. I love Crazy in Love with Jay-Z. I really enjoyed her in um, Austin Powers when she played Foxy Cleopatra. I thought that that was a very good performance, and I thought that that was going to uh, really propel her in acting. But she's really stuck to, to performing and singing more than acting. Yeah, she has. 
what I read recently, I thought this was interesting. So Renaissance, which was released in 2022, was recorded during COVID. Um, so I didn't realise that. And I thought you'd like this. I thought you'd like this quote. But as lockdowns began to end, apparently she told Harper's Bazaar that we are all ready to escape, travel, love and laugh again. I feel a renaissance emerging and I want to be part of nurturing that escape in any way possible. I love that quote. You know, it also relates to what we're doing here. Our podcast is a renaissance for the immigration world. (laughs) It is. It is. Cue the title for this podcast. Celebrities (laughs) on the move. The renaissance. So. We would love to talk about pop culture and our relationship to pop stars all day long, but we've got some immigration and global mobility to talk about, and we're going to make that fun because we're going to relate it to Beyonce. Yes. So, Rekha, let's get into our immigration discussion about Beyonce. Now, just as a reminder, everybody, we do not represent Beyonce. I can't stress that enough, and we're only speculating about her visa status pursuant to all the publicly available information about her. All you have to do is look at Wikipedia. You can find everything you need to know. (laughs) So right now, we have a holiday treat for everybody. We're going to bring in some UK immigration heavy hitters. Ladies and gentlemen, making their podcasting debuts. They are based out of the Vialto Partners office in London. It is Kelly Terrington and Lily Malik Yazdi. So Kelly, Lily, welcome to the podcast. Big warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. We're privileged to have you join us. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. As you guys were talking, I was literally maybe reminisce on old times from Beyonce, the Destiny's Child era, where she had gotten up in the inaugural ball for Obama and she sung at last, the performance. It's just decades and decades of incredible performances from Beyonce. It just blasts from the past. So Lily, like Rekha, you're also a big Beyonce fan, right? Yeah, definitely. I was at Tottenham Hotspur's stadium over the summer watching her opening performance. And it was actually the first time uh, I actually saw her live. And I, I honestly came to tears. It was it was incredible. It was like a theater. It was a production. It was just a show. It was... Wow. She's so talented. Now, did you go to all five shows or you just went to... I like- wish. <laughs> I wish, I wish I went to one, but it was more than enough. It was fantastic. That sounds amazing. And Kelly, welcome to the podcast. And I understand that you're also a uh, big Beyonce fan. Thank you very much for having me. I am. I have to say my experience with Beyonce really started with my first child, which might be a little bit embarrassing. But at a time when I wasn't feeling my best, she cheered me up enormously with her very sparkly uh, videos and performances. And uh, yeah. It's a, a key part of that time for me. I love how certain artists sort of bring us back to, to key points in our, our lives or, you know, connections with, with our kids. So, yeah, really cool one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kelly and Lily, it's great to have, uh, you know, immigration professionals, attorneys in the UK who are going to help us with talking about some UK immigration issues for Beyonce. Really excited to have you on the podcast. As alluded to during Rekka's wonderful biography earlier this spring, is she went on tour in support of her Renaissance album in the UK. And as an American national, I'm going to assume that Beyonce would have required some sort of visa status in order to perform in the UK. But, you know, UK immigration law is not really my area of expertise at all. No, and, and Kelly and Lily are our UK immigration experts. 
I have been out of UK immigration for quite a number of years, as you know, Shai. <laughs> so I know, so I've heard. We brought on Kelly and Lily to, to really sort of um, educate us, us all. But would you be able to shed some light, ladies, on, on the UK visa options that were likely to be available for for Beyonce for her slate of performances in the UK? Sure. So an artist such as Beyonce, Bay, Queen B, however you like to refer to her, she embarks on a performing tour in the UK, which she did last summer. She'd likely have a number of different UK immigration options. The first possible option being a standard visitor. So Lily, Lily, first of all, I don't think Queen B is a, a standard visitor by the layman's definition of a standard visitor. But, but nevertheless, can you let us know about the uh, immigration concept of the standard visitor visa option? Yeah, of course. So Beyonce could have entered the UK and performed her tour as a standard visitor. Not that she's standard in any way no. uh, without needing to apply for a visa in advance. Um, and that's simply because US nationals are not on the UK visa national list. So her tour did last less than six months, which is the maximum amount of time permitted under the standard visitor rules. And the activities she performed, such as giving a performance as a music artist, falls within the permitted activities of standard visitors. So would this um, standard visitor visa option still be workable for, for Queen Bee, even if she was going to get paid from a UK source while in the UK and performing? Yeah, so definitely. That's a really good question. If she was paid by a UK source, then a standard visitor visa wouldn't be the appropriate because it's not permitted to directly be paid by a UK source. That's very interesting. So standard visitor visas, you can't be paid by a UK source. See, I'm, I'm learning already. <laughs> um, I'm on my way. So Kelly, I'll ask you this question. If entering as a standard visitor was not the right option for Beyonce, what are some of the other visa options that could have been a better fit, shall you say? Well, instead, she could have possibly entered the UK as a permitted paid engagement visitor. Uh, this route would have allowed her to undertake a paid engagement in the UK for up to a month, and she was here for less time than that. So she could have entered under this route if she received payment from a UK source for her performances and met a number of other requirements. So, you've, I mean, you guys have had some recent changes to UK immigration rules announced earlier this month. So we're going to learn a bit more about these from Kelly and Lily. It's all hot off the press. But at the moment, what are the requirements for the permitted paid engagement visitor category? So when she entered in, in May and June this year, the following requirements applied, and they'll still apply from January next year, although um, they'll be named as something different. As a U.S. national, as a start, she would not have had to apply for a visa in advance of travel, because as Lily mentioned, U.S. nationals are on the, not on the visa nationals list, but she wouldn't have been able to just scan her passport through the e-gates. She would have had to see an immigration officer and declare her intention to visit the UK under the paid permitted engagement route. She would have had to arrange all of her engagements ahead of time, which I'm sure she did because it takes a lot to pull off uh, a performance like the Renaissance Tour. And she would have had to evidence her engagements by a formal invitation from an arts or entertainment organization, an agent or a broadcaster based in the UK. And finally, she would have had to have undertaken a paid engagement related to her area of expertise or occupation overseas. And we know she did that because she was performing and that's what she does. Yeah, Kelly, that's very, very interesting information. And, and Kelly, as I've been listening to you, 
you are in the UK, you're in London, but uh, I'm sensing an American accent. Can you explain yourself to us? <laughs> I've been uncovered. Yes, I've been here for a very long time. I'm married to a lovely British man, and I've been here for more than 20 years, but I'm originally from very sunny Florida. Wow. So, okay, you count as uh, one of our UK experts because of your <laughs> long long service in the UK. Um, yes. Not British yet, but an honorary British person. <laughs> We've said also that we might do an episode on Kelly because she's lived in a couple oh. of really interesting locations. So, you know. Yeah, Kelly, just up your celebrity status and we can do an episode on you. No problem <laughs> at all. Um, that might be a little tricky, Shai. You, you never know. This this episode might do big things for you. You don't know. Oh, let's see. Um, let's see. Yeah. So, Kelly, you did mention that this permitted engagement visitor visa is allowed for the visa holder uh, to undertake a paid engagement for up to one month. Now, I understand that Beyonce's recent uh, tour in the UK, it lasted for less than a month. So it looks like this visa category could have been a good fit for her. But let's say, just let's, let's, let's think about it, and let's say she wanted to spend more time in the UK to perform. What kind of visa options would she have had if she wanted to spend more than a month in the UK performing? There are longer-term visa options for Beyoncé in that case, if she wanted to spend a bit more time here. For example, we have something called the Creative Worker Concession, which allows creative workers, like artists and musicians, entertainers, who are not on the UK's visa nationals list, like Beyoncé, who only intend to work in the UK for up to three months. So they can benefit from uh, this concession to be allowed to be paid by a UK source, they do not need to apply for a visa to come to work in the UK, but they do need to enter the UK with something called a certificate of sponsorship, which is assigned by a UK-based organization with a license to sponsor those on the creative route. Kelly, you're definitely taking back now to uh, my UK immigration days and the talk of certificates of sponsorship. This is really interesting. So if a performer has a UK certificate of sponsorship from a UK-based organization, there's no advanced application process that needs to take place. So the visitor just shows up at the port of entry and applies for admission on the spot. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but you're right, uh, Rekha. There's no visa application that needs to be made, which saves time and saves paperwork. And while it's probably an easier route to enter the UK on than the permitted paid engagement route. It's not quite as easy as just entering as a standard visitor, uh, which is the route that Lily highlighted. So applicants entering the UK uh, from anywhere other than Ireland would need to see an immigration officer when they arrive. They would need to show how they meet the financial requirement of the route, which I'm sure is not going to be a problem for Beyonce. And they have to um, have their passport stamped in addition to having their certificate of sponsorship in hand uh, with them on the day. And if entering from the UK from Ireland, it's a little bit different. So the creative worker must take the added step of applying for entry clearance online in advance of travel, at least 72 hours before arriving in the UK. So Kelly, I'm learning a lot here. And I, I want to say that one thing I'm learning is that unlike in the United States, where we take a combination of letters and numbers and we put them together and we, and we make visa categories such as H1, L1, J1, F1, you actually call your visas by the type of uh, like visas they are, which is really interesting to me. So you in the UK don't just assign random numbers and letters and put them together for your visas? You don't do that? No, no, we don't. It's more descriptive, Shy. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is an amazing concept. I can't believe what I'm hearing. 
<laughs> I just thought that all visas had to be a just random combination of letters and numbers. But anyway, I, I digress. But but thank you for that. So now we know that uh, there are UK visa options for somebody like Beyonce for a performing tour lasting less than a month and even up to three months. But what if Beyonce, what if she really wanted to go just crazy and wild and she wanted to spend more than three months touring in the UK? Could she do that? Lily, let me ask you, could Beyonce get crazy and spend more than three months in your country? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the creative worker route is for professional creative workers like Beyonce, who are able to make a unique contribution to the UK's cultural life, which evidently, Beyonce being Beyonce, will definitely be able to do so. Um, it's for people who intend to live only temporary in the UK and be paid by a UK organisation. It sounds so fab, but obviously, as we know, with a lot of jurisdictions, we've that you know, there's a caveat or there are limitations. So for this category, are there any limitations to the type of creative work being done in the UK, Lily? So, I mean, professional creative workers of any age are eligible, which is really great about this route. So it includes, but doesn't limit, those in dance and music and film, theatre, television, circuses, opera and fashion modelling. Uh, the creative worker must be either intentionally renowned or required for continuity. So, for example, performers in Cirque du Soleil. Um, evidently, we all know that Beyonce would tick this box because she's internationally renowned. Yeah, I would say that Beyonce is pretty well known. You don't come across many people who don't know who Beyonce is and what it is that she does. Tell me something, Lily. What is the application process like for this professional creative worker category? Sure. So creative workers under this route must apply for a visa in advance. So the maximum period of permission granted under this specific route is 12 months, but it can be extended in the UK a further 12 months, which is great for anyone who wants to stay longer if the creative worker applies to extend with the same employer. So the creative worker must have a sponsorship from a UK organisation, which Kelly mentioned earlier, with a licence to sponsor workers under the specific route. So the route is not a route to settlement. So Beyonce and her family couldn't settle in the UK permanently in the UK, but essentially she can stay here for what she can consider a significant amount of time on tour. In fact, if Beyonce did decide to use the creative route, whether it's concession or not concession, depending on how long she wants to stay here, and the UK production company sponsoring her creative visa didn't hold or hadn't got the time or the expenses to apply for a creative sponsor license, she could have always give Beyonce Partners a quick call and use our creative sponsor license to issue her a creative visa without the need for her production company to worry about applying for the home office, the costs and nagging of setting up a license and compliance. So Beyonce could always take care of it. I think um, Beyonce definitely has Vialto on speed dial, but if she doesn't, we, sure. <laughs> can, we can help her out with that, right? Definitely. Definitely. We're here for her. I think we need to be sort of shouting about this creative sponsor license that Vialto has. I think it sounds fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It's really, really great. And it just allows all the different individuals around the world or companies or production companies, music companies, theatres, anybody who doesn't have the time to set up their own license just to come directly to us and we can help them out. So it is a really great opportunity, not only for ourselves, but for the creative industry. Absolutely. You mentioned, Lily, that, you know, it's not a route to be able to settle permanently in the UK. But um, Kelly or Lily, are there any options for creative types like Beyonce who want to spend more than two years performing and living in the UK? What what options do we have? 
Well, there is. Um, and uh, the route is known as the skilled worker route. Uh, so like the creative route that Lily went through, it's a sponsored work route. And entering as a skilled worker might be appropriate if Beyonce and her family wanted to live in the UK for more than two years. For instance, Beyonce uh, might want to take up a Vegas-style residency, we wish, or uh, perform in a long-running performance in the West End, where she would be paid by a UK source. Unlike the other routes discussed here, the skilled worker route is a route to settlement, um, which is attractive to a lot of applicants. So after five years of continuous residence in the UK, people can settle here permanently. Although, uh, with the cold weather that you mentioned earlier, (laughs) she may prefer to stay in Houston. I wouldn't blame her. (laughs) Or Los Angeles or Miami or the countless other places she probably has. She probably has residences everywhere. (laughs) That's true. Wiki just told me Houston, Texas. Well, that's uh, well, Wiki is never wrong. So let's go with Houston, Texas. (laughs) Um, and things have really changed since I moved to Dubai over six years ago. So do we do we still have the, the points-based system, guys, in relation to UK immigration rules and requirements? So when we talk about the skilled work route, do we talk about tier two or have we done away with, with the tiers now? It is a points-based system in a sense, Rekha, but it's not the old system. We don't talk about tier two now. We would talk about a skilled worker visa or global mobility visa. In all cases now, if you wanted to apply under the skilled worker route, a visa application would be required. Um, Formal entry clearance would also be secured in advance of travel to the UK. So although Beyonce is a US national and she would normally be able to enter the UK as a visitor without applying for a visa in advance, to come to the UK under the skilled worker visa category, she would need to apply for a visa. And this can take a while to process, up to three weeks uh, for normal people. But there is super priority processing and the government, um, if you pay them a little extra money, will turn around an application in one to two days. So very quickly indeed. Uh, So preparing for the visa application and getting all the supporting documents ready would take the longest amount of time. And it usually takes around one to two months. And then um, an applicant would have to attend a visa application center. So Beyonce would have to go off to a visa application center in the U.S. to enroll her digital photograph, fingerprints and signature. Uh, which might shock everyone else there um, on the day. And then in terms of the requirements, um, what she would need under the skilled worker route, the main ones are that she would need to meet a a minimum skill and salary level tick. She would need to be able to read, write, speak, and listen to English at a certain level, which here we refer to as level B1 tick. And um, she would need to meet a not very onerous financial requirement. Wow. So what I'm getting here is that, number one, uh, Kelly and Lily, you know what you're talking about. And number two, it looks like Beyonce has a lot of different immigration options to enter and perform in the UK, depending upon the length of her tour, where the income from the tour is going to come from, and I guess how long she would actually reside in the UK. I'm getting the sense that somebody like Beyonce has a lot of options. I'm also going to assume that there would be dependent options for Beyonce's very famous husband, Jay-Z, and her three children as well, because I don't think Beyonce wants to be uh, apart from Jay-Z and those those beautiful children for very long, correct? I think I would agree with that. I think there was a whole album about what happens when that goes wrong. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so all of the immigration routes that Lily and I have uh, talked about 
today do allow for dependents to come over, either uh, directly kind of under the root or they could apply separately. So definitely she uh, would not be without um, Jay-Z and her three lovely children. Yeah, and, and Jay-Z and her three lovely children, that would be a, probably a separate episode to talk about all, all the visa requirements for them, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'd be happy for you to have us back. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Calendar them in, Jay-Z and the children. <laughs> so based on all of the information we've learned, and we've learned a lot from Lily and Kelly, do you have any, and we always ask this question, do you have any educated guesses as to what visa category Beyonce used for her recent Renaissance tour? Well, I think given the length of time that she was in the UK, which was under a month, I suspect she entered as a standard visitor if she was paid outside the UK for her performances. That's my guess. Definitely. And it would have been as easy as her just coming through, scanning her passport, just like I would when, you know, as a British national coming into the UK. But that's evidently if she didn't fly on her private jet or get a VIP service from border control. But if she was paid by a UK source for performances, she would have most likely entered uh, either via the permitted paid engagement visitor or under the creative worker concession, which is our best guess. And the, and the bottom line is that we just don't know, right? We're, we're right. really just applying our knowledge of immigration law in the UK, and we're applying it to the circumstances and the facts, and we're, we're just giving an educated guess, right? Definitely. Exactly. Lots of options for her either way. Well, I just learned a lot. Main takeaways, Beyonce had a lot of options. You don't use random numbers and letters for visa categories in the UK. <laughs> Rekha, Rekha, how do you feel about uh, all this new knowledge I think that the, there are so many nuances in UK immigration in particular, and I think it's that sort of understanding, you know, exactly what she was going to be doing in the UK. Obviously, we know, but, you know, as Lily and Kelly have highlighted, you know, where she was paid might might make a difference. So for me, I think that's that's always critical, sort of understanding the exact, you know, circumstances. But yeah, really interested in understanding and learning more about the creative route. Um, I think it's great that the UK have that as an option. So fab. Thank you. Yeah. Kelly, Lily, this was incredible. We are so grateful that you were able to appear on our podcast. We would love to have you back when we do another UK episode in the future. I hope you guys had a great time too. No, it was amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go um, celebrate, have a tipple. And, um, <laughs> how many more times can I say tipple in this episode? <laughs> no, but seriously, um, Kelly, Lily, happy holidays. Uh, happy, happy New Year. Holidays. We really loved having you, and we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye. Rekka, we learned so much, didn't we? We do, and I, I love having guests on. I think it's um, it's so interesting to hear how, you know, these categories are, are, are evolving, and I think um, the UK immigration landscape sort of does, does change quite frequently. So, yeah, really, really important stuff. Yeah, and we have no shortage of international uh, celebrities uh, at Vialto who are going to be joining our podcast in the future. It's going to be um, a fun, fun podcast series just because Vialto has offices all over the world and, and professionals that can just talk to us about these things, and it's going to be fun. Absolutely. We're very fortunate, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Kelly and Lily were great. So just remember, everybody, please download and subscribe the podcast. We are on all the podcast streaming networks. Please rate, review us, please follow us at Vialto Partners on Instagram. Rekka and the children are going to do a performance of um, 
Survivor or all the single ladies. I'm not sure which one they're going to do. I can't believe. Well, I, I didn't commit to this to the song shy. Are you sure about that? Because we can we can roll the tape back and oh, we can no. we can find out. No, I I'll do it with you guys. Okay, I'll fly out. Deal. <laughs> so reach out to us as well on celebrities on the move at vialto.com. I would love to receive more emails. Yeah. In an ideal world, I'd receive letters. You know, letters. Would, you know, to receive a handwritten letter. With requests for autographs. <laughs> Rebecca, I really enjoyed talking about Beyonce with you. That was a lot of fun. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, turning the dream into to reality. I did want to talk about Beyonce and traveling to, you know, and performing in the UK. Yeah, we we did it. We did it. I'm glad Beyonce uh, had all those options. Rekka, we've got um, a January episode next month. Next month will be January 2024. Rekka, you want to let everybody know who it is we're going to be talking about next uh, next time we all come together again? Yes, well, our 2024, I cannot believe that we're talking about 2024, but we are, our next episode is going to be on a famous, a very famous tennis player traveling to Australia to play the Australian Open. So we'll be talking about Rafael Nadal. I can't wait for this. I'm a huge tennis fan. Um, most tennis fans love Rafa Nadal. I love him. I think he's great. Every January, he plays the Australian Open. So let's talk about a Spaniard who needs to travel to Australia to play in a sporting uh, tournament. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I do. We're back to sport. So. Back to sports where <laughs> we have endless possibilities. We've got a great 2024 ahead of us. Rekka, I just want to say that 2023 was great to meet you, get to know you. I'm so happy that we're doing this podcast together. I feel like I know you forever. And I want to wish you a happy new year to you and your family. Oh, thank you so much. That was lovely. You're going to make me feel really emotional. <laughs> if you want to cry, it's okay. Oh, I, I will afterwards. Okay, but... afterwards. <laughs> also want to give a shout out to um, Ian and Andre behind the scenes who put this podcast together for us. And we uh, really appreciate all the work that you've done. So, Rekka, Happy New Year to you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to all the listeners out there. Whatever holidays you celebrate, we're so appreciative of the time that you give us every month. And uh, we can't wait to see you in 2024. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thank you very much, Shai. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays to our fantastic team. And yeah, can't wait to speak again in the new year. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.